Welcome to Loose Change, our regular look at what's happening in the fintech world and the people make it all happen. Uh, for today's episode, I'm joined by Richard Ross. Richard, welcome. Thank you very much. Uh, congratulations on your uh, new uh, podcast venture. Oh, it's been great. I've been enjoying it. I've been having some really interesting chats with people. So thank you very much. And, and it's been keeping me entertained on my long Movember uh, walks. Ah, good stuff. Yeah. Well, um, it's, a, it's a good sort of introduction to yourself. Uh, I, I know you're doing uh, Movember and, uh, and, Movember, got, yeah. and Movember. Um, I've only gone for the Movember. For the listeners that don't know, Movember is for those of us that maybe haven't got the uh, courage to grow a moustache uh, and raise awareness. <laughs> I, I think there's, Instead, a 300, there's a 300 kilometer penalty uh, for not growing a moustache sure. uh, yeah so the Movember <laughs> is when you've got to do your 300 kilometers in one month I'm uh, there's a 300 kilometer penalty that means I've got to do 600 I'm really close Richard to man yeah I know, I know so I might yeah. get there I might get there you never know you never know um but for our listeners Richard could you tell us a little bit about um the role that you have in Iris and how long you've been with us now it's been a while yeah, so I joined, I think, two and a half years ago uh, as a digital product manager. Um, and essentially, that uh, is leading the client portal product team uh, and the development of our uh, of the XPAN client portal. Um, yeah, so, I mean, Iris's journey uh, client portal has gone through a, a couple of uh, probably iterations. Uh, and this journey probably started just before I joined. Um, uh, yeah, so my, my role is really just to, to so, make sure we productize that solution. And So we talk about client portal, and I guess for those of us in Iris, we talk about it like everyone knows what a client portal is, but it probably means different things to different people in the business. What does client portal mean in the terms that you're talking about it here? Yeah, I mean, well, it's interesting. So I, I, I'm a digital product manager. So, uh, I mean, digital for me is, is my passion, uh, and that also means different things to different people. Uh, some people label client portal as digital. Uh, for me, it's you know it, it's data and technology to to transform a process and and really client portal really uh, flies uh, when you've got that back end uh, efficiencies. Um, you know the the integrated workflows that that drive the client portal experiences or when the client clients interact with the client portal that it drives back-end efficiencies for the business. So it's it's not just about pushing data out to, to a client portal and uh, exposing that data. It's it's how do you how do you engage clients in a different way and get them sort of uh, in helping to scale your your advice proposition. So in effect, I guess what we're saying is that a, a portal is a is a view into the IFAs or the, the, the financial advice firm's business that a client can have. So it is providing yeah. them access and touch points to, 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 to the, the firm's business. And that could be sharing information about that client. It could be engaging and having conversations with that client, giving documents to that client, all those good things. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, a lot of our... Uh, businesses are not yet ready to to uh, expose too much of the financial data. I think we would all love them to get there, uh, but just to be able to introduce a client portal to uh, you know deal securely with your clients uh, efficiently, whether it's getting documents signed uh, you know within hours rather than uh, days or weeks, saving all those trees, etc. Um, yeah, it can be many things to many different uh, people. So some people have just started off by exposing data to, to the clients and giving that window onto the, the, the data and the holdings that they've 
got and other people have started the other end and just using it as a, uh, a communication and a messaging and, and documents uh, sort of portal. Yeah, and I just want to discuss, discuss the whole terminology bit because I was actually at the PFS Awards last night, so I'm sounding a bit um, husky or, or, <laughs> or weary. It was a long evening, but it was a very good evening. And the, the hostess very cleverly had gone on to a number of the uh, websites of the attendees at the, um, okay. uh, at the awards and, and, and was commenting uh, quite rudely at times <laughs> <laughs> about those websites. And, and one of the things yeah. that she'd picked up on was that a few people had put that uh, you can enter our client portal and for her as a complete non-technical person a, a, a portal was a sci-fi thing that you entered to go into another world and another <laughs> universe um, but in a way we are using it in the same way this is a way of entering the financial firms world isn't it it's a way the client can go it through that, that 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 door into another universe into the universe of the ifa yeah, I think we probably wrestled with the naming uh, as well, uh, and you know what, we just settled on on you know it is what it says on the the tin. But yeah, I, I sort of I can understand that. So whether it's client portal or client login, uh, you know, it, it it's a window into their data, as you say. Um, so I think the firms themselves can can they can come up with whatever <laughs> branding, whatever yeah. label, whatever sort of entry point they want to call it. Uh, yeah. Um, but I think, okay. I think we, we know what we're... What yeah, I think uh, in, in the industry itself, it, I think it's well established now. I think it's more the end consumer that maybe doesn't always understand Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, okay, we're going to get a bit more into client portals in a minute. Um, but first, I have always a quick fire round mm -hmm. uh, on, on, on these sessions. Um, so I, I know we've not briefed you on what these questions could be. So they could be about your personal life or they could be about um, technology. Um, so we'll, we'll go in between the two. I'm going to start with one that's more on the personal side. Um, uh, and I'm going to ask you, we're coming up to Christmas. Um, what is the oh, no. best Christmas present you've ever received? Oh wow! Okay. Uh, Try not. You're gonna let your family <laughs> listen to this. You could get into trouble. I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, well, I was very surprised last year and uh, delighted actually because uh, uh, yeah, you know the Christmas presents are normally about the kids, aren't they? So uh, with the adult presents are uh, probably uh, less important these days, uh, and that's my excuse to my wife as well. So, um, <laughs> uh, but no, I got a I got a record player last uh, last year, so that was uh, that was great. I I been spending I've probably spent too much uh, certainly in the early part of the year building up or rebuilding up a record collection so uh, yeah I'm a big fan of music uh, and it's yeah I haven't actually owned any music because uh, it's all on Spotify for many yep. many years so it's kind of like I, there's no legacy here I, I I like music I listen to music but I've got nothing to show for it so so you're building up the vinyl collection now uh, yeah yeah so well slowly uh, realized then how much money I was spending on it and uh, I but sadly yeah. dumped my vinyl about ten years ago before I know, really I thinking know. about it and put it all put it all on the tip, um, and you know I had tons of it and and I, I regret it like mad now. Although my music taste was probably so bad, it probably wasn't that valuable. <laughs> um, yeah. uh, okay, let, let's go on to something a, a bit more in, in in your space. You talked about digital being your passion. If you were to say a best website that you've ever seen, oh what God. would be the yeah. best site that you've experienced? website uh oh look i think we we got to recognize companies like amazon and uh uh yeah even spotify although is it a website 
it's it's how you uh yeah engage i can't use it by the way i find spotify an absolute nightmare so i shouldn't say that because the podcast is on spotify (laughs) i'm I'm an amazon music bigot but um but yeah okay uh no it just i mean they 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 started the whole trend of um you know what other customers like you like you buy it's just it's just so easy uh, to do to do things so it's it's that sort of connected experience um that uh yeah i love you know just being able to buy things on prime with uh, one one click amazon um, prime's genius isn't it i mean the yeah. marketing idea behind it the, the the execution of it is just absolutely superb yeah yeah exactly i think more on the financial services side um i i probably don't use enough fintech uh, probably my role i should be experimenting a bit more with the monzos and starling bank etc but so so yeah i'd, uh, I'd love to i hear great things about monzo yeah yeah monzo. uh so uh, yeah some of those would be uh, yeah another other great examples uh, do you think it's but, a generation thing that um, that we don't use those as much as our children because my my uh, two uh, eldest daughters both user one of the digital banks um yep. uh, and they're very much down there and while i interface with my bank digitally it's more of a traditional brand um do you think that changes generation? the only thing for me is just the hassle of uh, switching Change. accounts while, while, while it's while it's all you know it should all happen seamlessly they they tell they tell me um you know they switch account um, guarantee or whatever uh just just a bit nervous yeah. and uh, apparently you're more likely yeah. to get divorced than you are to change your account so um bank account yeah. so, uh, i don't know what that says no, about no us no no <laughs> uh, okay well moving on back to our personal question going back to christmas what would the ideal christmas day look like for you oh yeah um i am a bit of family man when it comes to uh christmas um and commenting this year that uh, we, we don't have any uh don't have lots of uh, the wider family sort of uh, coming descending on our house so uh just just actually being able to spend time with the kids because normally i'm cooking that's my job on christmas day and christmas eve and uh, and the build up so uh yeah i i want this year to be able to just you know help play play with the kids and get, play on whatever devices they've been given uh for, for christmas and uh uh yeah so it's, it's family it's family yeah uh, me too me too so my final quick fire uh, qu- uh question is if you were to name the most significant tech advance uh, advancement in your lifetime what would you pick out oh, wow. that's uh, hard isn't it sorry <laughs> <laughs> uh I, I think it's smartphones uh yeah. they, they've just transformed how we uh how we do most things uh my, my my wife unfortunately she, she lost her phone um about two weeks ago and um, she still seems to be a little bit of a luddite when it comes to um uh embracing the, the, what, what it can do uh just biometric logins and stuff she's still a little bit spooked by by those things uh yeah it's just transformed how we pay for things transfer money all of that is just I, I love paying with things in the iPhone. i'm not sure whether i should but i i, I just i just feel so cool uh, when you go out with your iphone and you you double click and and you pay i think it's genius so uh yeah. and i love that cool Can all right well, a nice segue into our app the recent app. yeah oh, so, tell, tell us yeah so, so um well let's come back to the app in a minute but let's before okay. we go into that i want to explore a little bit more about why people should even use a client portal and then we can talk about how they can access that in a in a minute so um uh tell me about why clients are starting to use a client portal at all what 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 what's the business driver for it 
Yeah, so I talk about this in terms of two different perspectives. So you've got, I think you've got the client perspective, so the end client, uh, and then our client's perspective, so this are the businesses. Um, so if we think about the end client, um, it's really what they would expect these days, uh, the, the majority of, uh, certainly uh, the not the younger generation, our generation, uh, even most of the older generation these days, um, you know, they expect to be able to, to do things online, view view information online, uh, carry out certain transactions online. Um, and if we're ever going to be able to uh, capture that sort of mass market customer uh, and scale up to, to those service, better service those customers, then client portals uh, and the sort of digital engagement have, have got to be part of the solution, uh, a big part of the solution. Um, and then on the advisor perspective or the, the business perspective, um, again, they, they, they just need to be able to scale. They cannot be, uh, you know, still sending things out in paper, waiting on signatures, uh, chasing for signatures, printing off reams and reams of information, rekeying um, uh, information into, into the various systems. It's just. It's an efficiency play, isn't it? On that side. I mean, Exactly. Yeah. will come back time and time again, I think, because, because it's I, so important industry. Yeah, and I listened to one of the recent, uh, I was very pleased, you've done three podcasts so far, and on two of them, Client Portal uh, was mentioned as key. Oh, we'll look uh, after yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but workflow, so I think it was, uh, I can, it was Pete, I think, uh, Pete Williams, who mentioned about workflows, and I, I think that's really what makes it fly then. So when you've got your business processes, processes sorted, um, you know, for getting information into client portal, getting clients into client portal when they've interacted with uh, data or documents, you know, having follow on processes, uh, you know, some of the review capabilities that we're, uh, we're rolling out, those sorts of things. Um, you know, you only really get the benefits when you've got uh, the, the workflows and the business processes um, that automatically flow off that. And, and that's you know, what X-Plan is, is great at, at doing. So I guess if we, uh, to, to help put some color on that, maybe it's worth just stepping back and saying, what are the key functions of, of, of a client portal? So what, what yep. can you do in a client portal? Um, you know, yep. we've talked a little bit about uh, presenting data, but you've touched on much more there. Um, what, what sort of functions are you seeing with, in the client portal and people using the client portal? Yeah, so we're, we talk about horizons and we're still sort of in uh, what we call horizon one, which is, which is yeah, Bit more about sort of surfacing data uh, so you've got the the portfolio uh, information there so valuations uh, allocation data performance transactions so um that's you know where, where people have got that good quality data to, to surface uh that and that's optional isn't it they don't have it is, to surface yeah. the, the, the data but if you've got good data you, you can surface it and surface it i guess at the level that you want to surface it so some exactly. people might want yeah, to go down a, to transactional data whole... some people might not there's a whole host of configuration that we've built in for uh, you know, really good quality data if uh, if you've got it uh, versus the, the the lower quality data where you can sort of pare things down to uh, to, to basic views um, uh, and then the, what we call the middle ground sort of what the assets information so all the recorded assets so uh, assets that have been recorded as part of a fact find they may be managed assets non-managed assets getting giving the customer that uh, holistic picture of their, their financial uh, health, really. And I think advisors and advice businesses are uniquely placed uh, to be able to provide that um, 
that holistic picture for clients. So you can't you can't go into your bank and get that picture. You can't yeah. go into your insurance company and get that picture. So you know we should be able to engage and capture clients, uh, but but we recognise the industry's got a lot more to do to to deliver that experience. And logically, um, the financial advisor thing is the place that you go because the level of trust is often more with the financial advisor than it is maybe with a with a bank or. A, or, uh, or a uh, product provider that that's where their personal relationships been built up. So that's the place they'd probably rather yeah. go and and get that sort of thing. Yeah, you, I don't think people want to necessarily buy all of their services from those those companies, as you said. Then they don't necessarily trust them to, to deliver the best outcome for you, um, more for the shareholders or, or whatever. Um, so sorry, um, just going back to the features and capabilities. So yep. portfolio, we've got to talk about the assets. So the other. Um, two two areas so secure messages, uh, sending uh, two-way messages uh, and, and documents uh, as well. So uh, the advice businesses can obviously deliver documents um, to to the clients. Clients can also upload documents, photos, whatever. Uh, clients can also run reports. Um, so these may be again portfolio reports or or any reports that you can run in Xplan. So it's 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 leveraging the Xplan capability to to run and generate and this is a much more secure way of doing it isn't it than you know either sending it in the post in the old-fashioned way or or, or even uh, e dare i say some people emailing things around which is you know uh, um yeah uh, in this world of gdpr putting a document on the portal and then sending an email to the client saying log on now and get it is a far more robust and secure way of doing business exactly um yeah it's behind that secure layer um and one of the big areas over the last sort of 12, 18 months that we focused on is getting the notifications nailed because yep. that's been one of the barriers. So learned a lot of lessons in terms of previous uh, client portals. You know, when you send your clients something and you, you, you obviously need to alert them to the fact that there is a new document or a new message uh, or something to sign, uh, you're making sure that that is a good experience. Um, they can log in quickly and easily. And also when they, when the client has read something or when they've replied to something, be able to notify the advisor or in fact, not always the advisor, the administrator or power planner, you can configure you know, who gets yeah. notified and um, how they get notified. Um, so that was other concern. So people didn't want to turn on two-way messaging without that being done. So you know, real um, huge thanks to the X plan dev team in, in both in uh, Australia and in the UK uh, to really support client portals. Um, uh, and that's where it comes back to what you were talking about before is where the real power comes is when this uh, this view on the data, this portal bec uh, becomes integrated with the, the wider power of XPlan. So you're dovetailing into the workflows in, in, in XPlan that it, it's giving a seamless experience. That's really where you're beginning to get that power. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I think you know our customers want a solution from us. They don't. They don't want to buy, uh, you know, a client portal uh, and then try to get it to work with Xplan. It, it, yeah, it, it, it needs to work hand in hand. So yeah, we work very closely with the Xplan team to deliver the um, services we want. Uh, and the the other example were uh, so review review check in, which is a sort of a first step on the on the journey for servicing. Um, which we released earlier this year. So again, client, uh, X Plan uh, deliver capability to, to drive those. 
or to drive that experience. And then we're working on fact find right now. And again, it's all about getting that, that, that tightness with, with X plan. Um, and, and just to be clear what that review function is, where we're talking there is presenting back before you come to a review meeting to the client, this is your data, what's changed? Um, and so that they can give a heads up to the advisor before they've come up that actually I've had a promotion and income, all my goals have changed. Yeah. Drop notes in and, and, and that gets passed to help the advisor prepare for the meeting. Yeah, you, so you can actually choose. Um, so, so right now it, it's playing back some data uh, and confirm you know that your personal details, contact details are still correct. And then you can skim through at a headline level, has anything changed in, in these areas of your, uh, your, your life and your circumstances? Uh, and yeah, you can notify us so we're, we're better prepared for a conversation. Or maybe we, we don't need a full review this year. We can, uh, we can have it next year. Um, so I know there are regulatory requirements about you know how, how often um, reviews should happen and the depth of those reviews so it's to facilitate um, some of those processes as well um, but yeah and then we'll start to surface more and more data and uh, and then getting the customers to uh, maybe update some of that data directly and then what happens when they do update that data directly again the advice businesses need to know of, of changes be aware of those changes um, in case it impacts again the suitability of advice or back-end processes that need to happen uh, as a result of some data changing. Okay now one feature you haven't mentioned Richard is one which I'm seeing a lot of enthusiasm for particularly in the last month or so is digital signatures you mentioned it earlier on okay. but not in, yeah. in, in, in that little bit. Um, yeah. Have you have you got any views about how digital signatures dovetail into that whole uh, approach and the importance of those? Yeah look I think this is where things really take off from an efficiency point of view and uh, you know it's, hugely delighted and uh, encouraged when um, talked to a kind of medium medium sized firm last week and uh, yeah they they 540 signatures um, completed in the last month uh, and that that sort of scale is transformational for a business like that i think in terms of if you think of the number of uh, envelopes and uh, process uh, sort of processes that would have gone into uh, into sending out all of those documents for for signing um yeah, so you know, just to be able to get confirmation, um, you know, recommendation on things, or being able to do a product transfer, get authorization. Uh, so some of those internal processes, I think that's where a lot of businesses probably should start. Get some of those internal processes um, signed off uh, that, that currently require paper. Uh, you know, using the client portal and the X plan capability for that. And then we're actually starting to see some of the uh, um, or platforms or providers, product providers, uh, accepting the, these digital signatures as well. So it, you know, there's much more evidence to say that these, um, you know, that the intended recipient is the person who who, who signed the document. Um, so I think the industry will uh, will will change uh, and will start to. And it's we'll so tangible as a benefit, isn't it? What I love about digital signatures yeah. is that often in technology we say, look, these are the benefits, and and, and they can be. Uh, um, a little bit difficult to prove. A digital yeah. signature is pretty straightforward. You know, yeah. you save the stamp, you save the printing costs. Um, uh, so there's some hard measures there. Um, then uh, you've managed to sign the client up immediately. So there's no cool. You know, there's no uh, there's no danger of them cooling off over the five days that the paperwork is going to and from. You've saved the time of that toing and throwing. You've given a better customer service. It, it's it, it's just such a, a lovely one from actually being able to 
very clearly articulate the, the business benefits and for everyone to understand that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you mentioned it all there and, and, you know, to be able to do these things quickly and easily on your phone as well. So that's the other thing you, so you get that, you get the notification on your phone because that's where people read their emails first these days to say, you've been sent a, a document to sign, click on a link, go into to the portal, you know, log in or use your fingerprint to, to log in, um, review the document, sign it, it, it sends you a code to your phone. Um, you know, that, so there's no break in the uh, in the process. There's no oh I'll I'll do that when I get home and then you forget about it, or when I get to a PC it's all it's all there. Um, so yeah, it's as I say it's transformational I think. Uh, so and I seeing lots of evidence where firms that's where they want to get to and they're just yep. they're taking baby steps right now, uh, which which I think is a good thing. I think companies need to start early, start small, but but get the learning and. Uh, hopefully get to that transformation. Okay. Now we teased in the fact that we got an app as well um, yeah. uh, earlier on in, in, in the podcast. Do you want to tell us a little bit more about uh, what we're doing in the app world and why we're doing that? Yeah. Yeah. So we've started off um, with iOS. So the Apple um, suite of products. So we've got a, a, what we call a hybrid app. So it's, uh, it's the client portal um essentially the web experience but uh, wrapped in a, uh, in a in a native app experience so you get all of the experience you would you would expect from a, an app uh, in terms of being able to find a branded app on the app store so you know, whichever firm has uh, subscribed to that app so they all branded uh, installed on the device uh, be able to use biometric login um, you know some of the other features uh, such as um, when you go offline it'll tell you that you're offline it'll disable the, the the features so when you go through that tunnel come back online you can carry on uh, yep. etc so little notifications and number uh, number one or whatever and uh, if you've not read a message or something like that i guess those sort of things come up yeah and uh yeah and, and if you need to upload uh, anything via your camera it's all there on the on the phone uh you know so you read the message send the message uh and Take a photo of your utility bill or whatever it might be that you you need to provide your advisor with um yeah it's all all there on the phone so um yeah so we so started off with the, ios and that's uh, all ios yeah 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 uh and android uh, we're working on right now so that will that will come early in the new year good stuff good stuff okay. all right well we've been going quite well so we've almost run out of time but uh, one last okay. question for you which is really uh, i want you to look out three years um, where do you see, and I know that's hard in, our, in tech world, let alone digital world, uh, where do you see things in three years time? Um, so I think I might've said earlier, so at the moment clients are sort of logging into what I call a sort of almost like a bank statement sort of view. So it's, it's kind of just surfacing data that, that that's there. I think in three years time, it'll be much more client centric in the sense of they get a picture of their their, their, their wealth and be able to interact with that data more to get a picture of what their future self could could look like or would look like if they continued sort of paying at levels or you know so get a picture of your retirement um your retirement pot what your um, financial well-being will be at retirement or certain short-term medium-term savings goals that that sort of thing so as they've been able to integrate some of those cash flow tools all of that uh, capability in, into the client experience so that's 
and then you'll have other open banking type or open data sources that will that will be taking that to the next level so it's still early days i think in the industry for for some of those things um and then the trust necessarily isn't isn't there as well with with clients but yeah the, I, think I think there's a whole nother podcast in that whole interaction between how that dovetails then with face-to-face advice um and because one of the things i often do, debate with some some of our clients is is this working in partnership with you or is it a threat to you um and i think very much if, it, if you get it right um and you and, and you segment your client bank and offer the right services to the right clients this is a very much supporting you to get efficiency to make sure that you can uh, face off against a, a digital only solution and, and actually beat them hands down on service and efficiency. Yeah. yeah. And I think, you know, speaking as a consumer myself, you know, I, I, I would love to be able to interact with, with tools like that and get a, uh, you know, a regular picture of, of what my, as I say, my future self, whether it's in 10 years time, uh, when I've paid off, uh, some bills, mortgages, whatever, and then start to, think about what the what the retirement picture could look like when I might be able to retire how <laughs> how much I might have when I retire because you need to start taking interventions now and if, if you don't have that picture then it's really hard and then you don't feel like you are have enough uh, or you have enough wealth or whatever to have a conversation with with a financial advisor because this fees etc so but some of those could stimulate conversations now um, and bring returns for the businesses in the future, not necessarily right now uh, in terms of assets under management, et cetera. But, and uh, yeah. as I say, fascinating. Well, I think we, we could do a podcast on its own, uh, own right, um, but uh, not for now because we, we okay. have run out of time. But Richard, thank you really very much for, for your time. Fa- fascinating conversation as always. Um, so, so thank you for your time. Um, and hopefully you keep listening to, to the other podcasts that we do as well. Um, and uh, thank you to all our listeners uh, as well. And uh, join us again in in two weeks' time for uh, more Loose Change. Thank you, Richard. Thank you.